Good morning and welcome to Monday morning, January the 15th in 2024 on When I Rise. Today we begin year beat, the third Sunday of Epiphany. And on the Monday of the week, let's take a look at an Old Testament passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. And so we find ourselves in a familiar story, the book of Jonah. We're going to go to chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, and then verse 10. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Jonah chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, and then verse 10. And the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, the great city, and call out to it the call that I came, that I speak to you. So Jonah got up and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. And Nineveh was a great city of gods, a three days' walk across. And Jonah began to come into the city one day's walk, and he called out and said, Forty days more, and Nineveh is overthrown. And the people of Nineveh trusted God, and they called a fast and donned sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least. And God saw their acts that they had turned back from their evil way, and God relented from the evil that he said he'd do to them, and he did not do it. This is the word of God for us. All right, so pardon me if my voice is a little faint at the time of this recording. It's late Sunday night, and uh, the kids and I just got back from Fremont, Nebraska. Ezra had a hockey weekend, four games in two days, uh, like negative 44 wind chill uh, during a bit of that time. So we've been cold. Uh, we've been hollering from the bench. And so uh, I feel like I'm less than 100%, but here I am because the rents do five mornings a week, friends. And we've got a great passage this morning. I mean, Jonah is an interesting book. It's one that uh, is challenging for us who've been in religion for a long time. Because you actually like zoom out from, you know, the into get out of the weeds and just kind of zoom out the big picture. I mean, here's the big picture. Uh, the people who seem furthest away from God um, act like they have the greatest intimacy with God. And the person who seems to be closest to God has the least amount of intimacy with God. All right, and so the, things come to a head here in Jonah chapter 3. It's got an interesting rhythm to it, almost like a tide that goes in and out. Um, there's like this great uh, concern about Nineveh in chapters 1 and 3. And then there's this alone time with uh, Jonah and God in chapters 2 and 4. Uh, you've got um, this great uh, action that happens in chapters 1 and 3. And you've got this great uh, dialogue that happens in 2 and 4. And this uh, working of nature and God working hand in hand in order to, con to convey a message uh, to Jonah. But um, Jonah goes into Nineveh and notice that he doesn't give like the typical prophetic formula. He doesn't say, hey, doom is coming to your city unless you repent. <laughs> he just says, hey, 40 more days, you're going to be destroyed. And he doesn't give like any hint of a of a recovery of God relenting because he definitely wants to see these people uh, glow at night. He wants to see uh, the wrath of, wrath of God poured out on these people. And so he is a negligent preacher as well. And so um, here he is. Uh, he walks. He kind of does like the very bare minimum. He doesn't seem to give these people any hope. And uh, so we're stunned once more that the Ninevites, number one, listen to his preaching. 
And number two, they fill in their own gaps, even though it hasn't been spelled out for them in a particular detail. And notice the type of fast that they do. Everybody, from the least and the greatest, even the animals, they, they, they fast from food. And so God looks upon that just great corporate repentance. And he uh, relents from his anger and he promises forgiveness and mercy instead. Uh, this corporate crying out to God, this corporate repentance was something that the Jews knew very well. They did it regularly throughout uh, the year in their festival uh, rhythms. They also did it at critical parts in their history, according to the Old Testament stories. Uh, the Hebrew word is teshuva. So this, uh, this global, this corporate pr- uh, crying out from the people of God. And just as God was merciful to Israel during their times of crying out, we see this like cycle in the book of Judges, right? God is faithful to the Ninevites, right? And so uh, we see a God who uh, we meet for the first time in such a, a radical way in the Old Testament. Um, he, we know him mostly as the God of Israel, the one who is partial to the people of Abraham. And so we're actually quite stunned uh, that this God has great concern and then mercy for a faraway city like Nineveh. Of course, Nineveh's got this critical part, and towards the later parts of the Old Testament story, you go two stories down in the Minor Prophets, a different story. Nineveh is uh, sinful once again, and God has anger against Nineveh, and he enacts it. Uh, and they get upended from their high status as this global empire that uh, would wreak havoc upon the nations around them. But in this moment, uh, there's mercy for them. And so you get this interesting paradox, even within the, the Minor Prophets corpus, You've got this mercy for Nineveh and Jonah, and you've got this hardship towards Nineveh later in the Minor Prophets. And so um, what we see is a, a vivid picture of a God that we, we haven't met yet. And uh, perhaps this is a, a cautionary tale. Maybe that's too strong of a term. How about just a, a great moral lesson for us? Just like Jonah, like uh, maybe we could see ourselves in his shoes. Like we feel like we've got the world carved out and predicted, right? We, we know... Uh, the standard lines, we've rehearsed the lullaby, and we think that these types of people are approved by God, carte blanche, and these types of people are rejected by God, carte blanche. And uh, we could even like quote uh, verses every now and again, you know, maybe just a handful of them and say, this is, I'm standing on this. But then, like, I don't know, like if we could interview Jonah, he might say, I thought I had the same confidence. And so what we meet, what we meet once more in the book of Jonah is this living God, this God who uh, continues to um, astound us, this God who continues to ask us to continue to learn and to not be so uh, predictive in our forecasting, but to be faithful, to be people of prayer and study and mercy so that we can co-labor with him in his exploits in the earth. Jonah had a chance to do that and he forfeited it. And he has a stunning conversation with God at the end of the book that's um it's kind of like a, a slow motion train wreck like it's hard to watch but it does stir us deeply because we all ha- haven't we all kind of been in jonah's shoes before yeah we wanted god to uh to take our side of things and all in all god's saying hey take my side on things and follow me i don't want to follow you i want you to follow me and if you follow me you follow in me into the depths of the life that is truly life and you'll find blessings therein so those things in mind We'll spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for the chance to be born again and to be transformed and to be converted, uh, not just an initial 
uh, entry into the life with you, God, through Jesus, even though we embrace that and we uh, celebrate that. But we thank you for the chance to be renewed again and to continue to learn and, and to continue to lay aside things that prevent us from a depth of faithfulness. So God, all of us confess that uh, we find ourselves in the face of Jonah at some level. We feel like we can predict the world and um, we've been taught lullabies that maybe don't have a lot of truth in them. And so we thank you for your mercy that you're going to carry out your work within us to it's all the way to its completed state. And so as we think about uh, the road that we need to continue to walk with you, uh, we pray that you might find pliable hearts and open minds with us today. Because ultimately, it's for, for us, it's not the matter about being right or wrong, but it's about being faithful, and being your people. And so as your covenant people, God, we embrace you once more. We embrace the task. And we pray that you'd be our teacher today. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.